Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Sarah Berkey released her debut single Fawn off the Heartline earlier this year and I loved it. A lot of other people loved it and she's just released another fantastic single, Good Enough, and we're going to have a chat about that. Hello, Sarah. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I've been listening to the single and perhaps some other songs of yours, (laughs) which we'll get to, Um, but I wanted to start by asking about Good Enough and what it's about. Please tell Um, me. Yeah, so Good Enough, um, I mean, it came from a a situation I guess where I was where I, what I was in um I was pretty down in the dumps in love and um someone had come along and picked me up and made me feel so amazing and uh kind of questioned what did you ever put up with before mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I guess you know it's quite easy to just put up with the love that is just good enough it's just one of them things that you know you kind of sweep it under the rug and this song was such a pleasure to write um because it just came so organically it just it was it was done within you know um from about 10 30 till 1 30 in the day um yeah it was just one of them songs that was it was so fun to write too because I knew that it was going to be far more upbeat than what I had um you know on hand with any other song that I had really written so yeah that's pretty much how it came about so when you had that initial spark to write it because it came so quickly was it just that you were sitting thinking about that relationship that had made you feel not good enough or the one that made you you know made you realize that that you felt that before and so was it a memory that triggered it or was it just it had been bubbling away and you thought I'm just going to sit down now and do this I Um, I was very appreciative of, you know, the person who had helped me, um, you know, to finally feel the love that you are meant to feel when you are so in love with someone. Um, And I just just thought, I'm going to write a song. I'm going to write a song about it. And I, yeah, I think... I definitely, I think I even came up with the uh, the chorus first, the like the hook that you once told me. I I came up with that first before I wrote um, any anything else of it. So I kind of did it like it wasn't like any other song that I had written. Um, right. Yeah, it was just one of them things that I was like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. So, yeah. yeah. So do you normally start with a with a verse, like the first verse, you go from the beginning, through the oh, beginning, middle end, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't even know where my head was at when I was writing that. Um, but I must have, I think, I, yeah, it came to me. So I started writing it and <laughs> it was a way that I had never, I've never written another song like that. <laughs> well, it was obviously just, yeah, the idea was in the ether and you plucked it and yeah. then did something with it. That's it. I did, definitely. And I guess, you know, the, the message that's in it about good enough, it, it, often women in particular, I guess, are programmed to accept less than, to say, well, you should be grateful for everything you get instead of turning around and saying, actually, the other person should be grateful for everything they're getting. Uh, and it is it is a, a, an issue for 
people of all ages in all sorts of situations. So have you had any feedback from listeners about that, that, that it's caused them to stop and think about their own situation? Um, not as of yet. I actually haven't, but that's a very good point. I feel like, yeah, uh, especially if you've had a, something in the past that um, has broken you so bad, so, so bad, and, you know, however many years it may have been or, you know, you have to do so much work on yourself to bring you up to a you know up to a part in your life that you can actually love someone again and and you feel it you know this is how it's meant to be um and yeah that's I think that's why like good enough is so special to me it's a really it's a song that um it's actually my favorite to play live it's my Mm. favorite and I, no matter, even if people don't know it by lyric, you can see them tapping along or, <laughs> but um, it's been very well received. It's, it, it has, you know, I think people are really loving it um, for many reasons, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, um, yeah. Look, I'm sure you will have people talking to you about it because, you know, the good thing about music is it's eternal. So it might be in five years time, someone comes up to you and says, you know what, that song made me rethink what yeah. I was putting up with, yeah, which will be a job well done. <laughs> um, and speaking of you playing songs live, you have just been on tour with McAllister Kemp, those outrageous wild boys, McAllister Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did that go? Oh, man, them guys, they're so, <laughs> they are so fun. Um, they're just, yeah, they are so welcoming. They were so, so awesome to just, be around you know like the fact that I was even being invited I was invited to go on tour with them was like a total blowout um and yeah I mean we we're gonna keep in contact I would love to hang out with them and and you know spend more time with them and um you know when we're at the same kind of events or if we're you know um at the same festivals like have a a quick little bevy with them they're just so they're honestly hilarious they're yeah they're so good to be around they put on such a good show um and the fact that they just welcomed me you know like but it was it was awesome it was so much fun loved it well they're no fools I mean they've got their pick of of people to take on (laughs) so you know it's I think I think they know what they're doing uh but also Troy not not, nothing against Drew because Drew is a fantastic artist in his own right but Troy has developed a nice line in doing duets with female singers so if you ever need a duet partner I reckon he's the one definitely yeah I'd love to write with um either one of them I know you know we spoke about it um so maybe that could be something I've never actually I've never co-written before mm-hmm. um it's not something that um you know I, it's definitely not something that I haven't considered um but it's just yeah something that I've never done and I I would love to love to co-write with them so maybe the pipeline (laughs) I actually did have a question about that because I I heard um, that you write all your songs alone which is unusual actually most artists I speak to do a lot of co-writing but I guess that's just something that you've developed you you write your songs as they come to you and co-writes do require a bit of organization and also having relationships and and good enough is only your second single that's it it is definitely (laughs) so do you think you might head off to like the dag sheep station or anything like that not that's not everyone's cup of tea though 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's on definitely on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> and being on that tour with McAllister Kemp, um, yeah, it is your chance to play your originals for audiences. And so that must that must be an, an amazing feeling to know that these are songs that you created on your own at home and then they're out in the world. Yeah, it was. It was very, it was like, you know, the calm before the storm. I was just like this little mellow yellow chick with my guitar and like everyone in the crowd was so quiet. And then as soon as the boys came on, it was like go time. But, um, yeah, I, I don't mind. I, I mean, I, I actually haven't played a band show yet um, with, uh, you know, for what's, um, you know, my EP that's uh, set to come out. But um, I don't mind playing acoustic shows. Mm-hmm. I actually don't. I really, I, I don't mind. Um, you know, it's it's a totally different show. It's a totally different atmosphere um, when it's just you up there with a the guitar and you're mm-hmm. able to, you know, sing your song and talk about it. And people, honestly, they sit and they listen. And that is a beautiful thing. That is like, it. it's like nothing else in the world. It's amazing. I think, it, look, country music audiences uh, in particular, I think are, are it's, not, it's not necessarily politeness, but they want to listen because they want the stories. Definitely. But it also, as you for the artist, I often think it's such a vulnerable thing to say, well, here's something from my experience. So when you first started doing that, did you feel vulnerable or did you think, okay, no, I'm putting on a performance? You, I- I truly still do. I still get the nerves. I still get the same nerves as what I do, well, what I did, you know, when I first started playing shows. Um, and I think that's only natural. It's good to have nerves because as soon as you start kind of releasing and you let yourself go a little bit, your voice isn't so, um, you're just not so strung up. You're, you're, you know, you got more control over mm-hmm. it um but yeah to answer that question I still I still get like that and I truly think that I always will yeah <laughs> no matter what I do I think I'm always gonna gonna be like that and I I don't mind it's okay it's just who I am and maybe maybe one day I might overcome it I don't know how I'm going to but yeah I'm still gonna get <laughs> Well, I, you know, I tend to think nerves, nerves tell you that you care. And yep. so if you do reach a point where you don't have them, yep. maybe you're a bit blasé about the people who are showing up to see you. 100%. I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been up to since Tamworth? Because when we last spoke, it was not long after that festival. Yeah, wow. Um, my, from the time that I last spoke with you to now, my life has changed so much. Um, I can definitely speak better about my um, my music and what's to come. I know how to nap. Like I know what's I know what's coming. I it's all you know. I've I've got a huge team behind me. Um, I'm under management. I love my manager. He's awesome. He's just he's so so. Oh, I, yeah, I am, I'm stoked to be working with him. Um, yeah, my distribution team is awesome. PR is amazing, of course. Um, just heaps of making, making connection with people and 
you know, relationships and that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, I, I went to CMC. That was awesome. That was really, really fun. I got to see so many, um, you know, artists that I love. I love to watch them as like a, like a punter. Like I stood in the crowd and I, it was just amazing. It was so, so good. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've just been doing a bit of groundwork, really. I haven't that um, all that busy with, you know, gigs and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just, just cruising, really just making good connection with people and um, just writing so much writing. I mean, I still have to, we know people know that there's uh, an EP in the pipeline. People have known it for quite some time now. Um, all my ducks are lined up. <laughs> um, so it is, it will be coming out very, very soon. Um, but apart from that EP, I actually have about 17 songs ready to go. And I, I, I mean, it's only natural, but when you're a songwriter, you go through stints of like, they just come to you so quickly. And I'm like, I might listen to a song from, you know, um, people who I, I love to listen to, Zach Bryan, Taylor Childers, Cult of Wall. And I'll, I'll say to myself, I want to write a song like that. So I go and I truly go and write a song. Um, and I'm very excited. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for my EP um, and to release that. But I'm also recording a new song at the moment um, so excited for that that's going to be uh really cool it's so different to what um you know is on the ep actually the ep is going from a five track ep to a six track so it's been to to the EP. um and yeah i mean just preparing for next year next year's oh my god next year's just yeah it gives me anxiety thinking about how much I've already got booked in. But oh. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. Um, so yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a few things I can ask you about out of that, but I'll start actually with the last bit, which is about booking that far ahead because, you know, a lot of people who aren't performing artists may not realise that, yes, you can be booked way ahead, which is why the pandemic threw a lot of people because their years were planned not only through like through them, but a lot of yeah. other things as well. But but their whole planning just disappeared. Yeah. Um, so how far ahead are you booked? Oh August. Wow, okay. <laughs> um yeah, August is where I'm up to for next year. Um there may be a trip in there, there may be a um trip to the US. So just seeing if I can um if it's doable, if it'll fit in with what I've already got booked in. <laughs> but that's super exciting. And, you know, these opportunities don't come along just because people feel like giving them to you. Uh, so, and I'll then go to the EP. So I have heard the five-track version, which can, and the EP does contain the two singles already released. And the EP is very, very good. Um So good. But as a, as a music fan, that's why I do this. You know, I love listening to amazing music and so it's a real treat for me to hear music like that and think all right this is yeah this is amazing and the, uh, so the idea of another song being on it is fantastic but what I'm wondering is given that you have a lot of songs to choose from 
choose the songs to go onto the EP, leaving aside the two singles. So the other three that I've heard, do you use instinct? So do you go through what you have and think, I feel this belongs in a collection or is it actually what feels right to you when you're playing them or when you're recording them? I actually go through a limit, like a elimination process with my, um, you know, he has quite a lot of input because if there's a song that's stronger than another, he will choose in between, you know, either, either. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the new stuff that I have been working on, it's um it's definitely a more folky country style. It's still it's still very, very country, but um it's uh yeah, it's totally different to what I have for this EP. Um and it's hard to choose because I don't know whether I should just keep my style of writing like that or should I just do a few songs like that I don't know um but I think as a I think as a songwriter and this is only natural also it's just one of them things um from my writing that is on the EP uh I mean i I will always hold that EP so close to my heart because it's the first it's it was the first, you know, lot of songs that I've ever brought out. But um, my writing has gotten so, so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more simple. And so, like I said, songs just come like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even more so, it's hard to choose which ones are the ones to use. Yeah. Because, you know, I appreciate all of them, but you just got to, I guess, choose what your audience is going to like and listen to so yeah it's hard yeah well yes because it's also part of part of that is developing that relationship with the audience and feeling your responsibility towards them because the easier thing would actually be to say I'm going to suit myself I'm just going to do this but you obviously clearly already have that sense of the audience being there waiting for you on the other side oh that's that yeah I hope I hope so I hope people are loving what I'm doing well, I think you've been you've been charting and added to a few playlists and whatnot. So I, I think the answer is yes, they do. <laughs> but it is uh, it's because I, I I do feel like with a lot of artists, particularly maybe Australian country music artists, because the audiences are here and they're going to Tamworth and everything, there is that real sense of relationship. Um, do you feel it just as strongly when you're not in front of a crowd, or is it is it strongest when they're right there in front of you? No, I. Oh yeah, like I mean, on social platforms, and is that what um, you mean by that? Yeah, or just, or just generally, yeah. When you're writing, I, like, is there a sense of the other? I suppose is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, everything from a perspective, like everything that I put on my um, my social accounts, like the amount of people that you know, I may not have even met them. I don't, I don't, I've, you know, never seen them at a gig that I've played at, but they, I know that they listen to my music. I know that they're loving it and they'll tag me in their, in their videos and that kind of thing and share my song around. Um, I, you know, have people that sometimes contact me and say, Hey, I'd really appreciate it if um, you could go live or do a, a video and talk about your songs. Like uh-huh. where, um, where you get the ideas and where the storylines come up 
you know what how does it come to you and how do you how do you write your songs kind of thing and I just think that that's so so nice Mm. the people actually they're just they must love they must like what I do and you know that's still such a pinch me kind of feeling it's like oh you actually you actually like what I'm doing I'm just because I like it but you like it wow (laughs) yeah like yes like I can imagine it is it is a a, that kind of moment because yes it's something that you've held while you're creating it and then you release it into the world and yeah who does know what happens on the other side so it is great when people say that definitely and in terms of where your ideas come from uh, it seems as you were saying with good enough you know there was that idea for the there was the hook and then you went from there but but generally speaking it seems that you are someone who does hook into ideas floating around and then you have a real sense of what to do with them when you have them, which is a big part of, of the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you've nailed it right there. Like I, I, it's almost like I put myself in that, that scenario and I just write. So like I might, you know, there's a song that I've written and it's like I'm sitting at a bar and I talk about how, you know, the fiddle's telling me to go home. Like just things come to me and I'm just, yeah, that's how that's how I write. I put myself in that that scenario and I I'm like determined to finish it. And if I don't finish it, I'll come back to it, you know, and have the same thought. And I I just yeah, that's how I enjoy writing. I actually like to write like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I think by writing when it does come to me I finish a song before I hand it on to anyone else. Like it's just like something that I co-writing I've just never done and I just, it's almost like um, poetry and then I lyrically interpret it. Like it's, Mm. you know, um, yeah, it's easier to do it that way I think for me. So co-writing may not be for you. That's the other interesting thing is that, you know, if the opportunities come up maybe just just not your, your deal and that's okay too. That is so fine. It's so fine. I mean, um, yeah, if it if it does, you, I think it's so important. Um, if you feel it, just go with it. If you don't, it's okay. It's, yeah. it's all right, you know. Um, there's no pressure on it whatsoever. So, yeah. Well, I should say of the, the other songs that are on the EP, um, I mean, there's two songs you've released are powerful emotionally. These ones are heartbreakers, actually. I think you've left the heartbreakers to the EP rather than putting them out as singles. So I was listening to them thinking, oh, oh. So that seems to be a conscious choice that you've left the the strong, strongest emotion for that. Yeah, um, I have. I, I think Fallen Off the Heartline was one of them songs that I went with the scenario for that. I mean... Um, it is similar to, you know, maybe a heartbreak, the heartbreak mm. you have. There's certain parts of the song, but, um, yeah, I just went with the writing, situ- like putting myself in that situation and writing about it. Good Enough was definitely um, from an experience, like, a, you know, I was I was in that situation. That was, you know, um quite easy to write about because I felt it um and yeah the other songs 
uh, <laughs> they're Heartbreak makes some pretty good sad country songs. <laughs> well, I agree with that assessment. <laughs> I think um, for, you know, people that may be going through heartbreak or they're not quite over it, um, especially people around like, well, I mean, it's it's not, it's not for any age in, you know, um, specifically, but I think maybe younger girls and girls that are going through that little bit of like a vulnerable I've been hurt kind of feeling they might this song might speak to them or these songs might speak Mm -hmm. to them um easier and yeah I definitely definitely did leave the other songs um on the EP for not quite released they're more like sad ballads Mm -hmm. (laughs) like big ballad songs you broke my yeah it's yeah (laughs) but anyone who likes getting all up in their feelings that they are definitely that um and yeah I I think it will take me off listen to them a few times now I'm like oh there's a bit more there to discover as well which is great because you want that in a song you want it well I do I don't want it to just be like one listen and I'm done I love that So did you record all of the songs together? Well, the five, because you mentioned them, well, there'll be a six, but were all those five done at once? Yeah, they were. Um, so they were, yeah, they were done. We laid down uh, the, like, the track first um, and my vocals were just, a, like, a guide. Um, and then I went back into the studio and laid down all my vocals. Uh, I think because when... You know Simon Simon Johnson. Um, when we were working together, when he sent me through the like the backing, you know, the instrumental pieces, I spent probably about eight weeks singing over the top of them. So as soon as I got into the studio to lay down my vocals, I was like, "Yeah, we're going to get this done in a day." We literally did. We got. Five done in a day um I was just like we had the harmonies done we I I I knew when I was going in there I was like I'm gonna get this done and and we did um and yeah it wasn't actually it was pretty much finished we had the whole EP done by um we started on it in March and we were done by September so yeah. Well, that also explains why those vocals sound so strong was because you rehearsed them for eight weeks. Yeah, in my uh, in my little ute, in my rickety ute. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> and when you go into rehearsal like that, because it's a matter of, of conjuring up that emotion again as well. So each time you're rehearsing them, are you, are you feeling it or is it more a technical thing that you just want to, to, to get what it sounds like and then when you go to record, you save the emotion for that? Well, it was actually Simon that um, he had said to me a few times, like he cut the track and he just said, I really want you to pour all your emotion into that. I want you to almost like, it's like you're breaking down. I want you to almost speak. You're that sad, like feel it. And um, there's a few parts in some of of the tracks, um, especially towards the end of the song in the bridges. where it's it's broken down like it's a really like I the first time that it came back to me um when he sent through 
the tracks and they were, um, you know, like all instrumental done and vocals. I cried with this one particular song because I was just like, holy heck, like that is, that's sad. <laughs> I know. I I heard that in the song. I heard the breaking. I just thought that's, yeah, so I know what you mean. So, um, yeah, it was definitely Simon that had that that input. Right. In, yeah what a taskmaster but <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, well, simon johnson he's the best he's so- <laughs> well it is look it's a fantastic ep it's it's not coming out for a little while yet but it's lovely to know there will be another song and uh the current single is good enough uh obviously because you have a lot coming up next year people can keep an eye on your socials and your website all of that but in the meantime it's been lovely talking to you I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon about new songs when they're out and that'll be very exciting for me so Sarah thanks for your time thanks so much it was great talking to you (laughs) see ya thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast for more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram Facebook and TikTok